just two days after winning the National League West. I'm Schmitty and this is Talkin' Schmidt. Right outside of Oracle Park. Today on the show though, we got Kevin Kowalski. Kevin is a pro skateboarder who has walked the bloodline going from lifeblood to blood wizard. What do you think it was like in there two days ago? Let me tell you something. I got three words for you. Let's go Giants! Let's go Giants! Let's go Giants! Let's go Giants! All right, next week, we're in the playoffs, kids. But for today, it's... This is Kevin Kowalski, and you're walking. You're blah blah blah. <laughs> you're watching Talking Schmidt. Let me try that one more time. <laughs> this is Kevin Kowalski, and you're watching Talking Schmidt. It's cool. Like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cars turn. Right All big dogs in. Ninety-six times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on, Schmitty? Talking Schmidt. That's called going to the hospital, bitch. I be <laughs> shit my pants. Man. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. It's right. about the one, the one, the one. Who is this guy? Thinks he's tough shit. What's up? We're tastemakers. Come on, Schmitty. What the fuck? Let's hear it for Greg Smith. Yeah! All right, everybody. I am back. It is I, I is he, he is I, all that crap. Um, We got a good one for you today. We are remote up north in the great northwest. We got the wizards. We got it all. There's like this portal. You know, what is it? It's Kevin Kowalski, kids. Here he is. How you doing, Kevin? Good. How's it going? Dude, it's good, man. I'm fucking stoked like seems like uh this end of september uh is always a good time for me i like october a lot so i'm good how you been yeah i've been good uh enjoying the summer in the northwest uh the weather's been great um sunny days you know all that good stuff uh fall's coming though now like you can see out my window it's raining at the moment um so that's never really that much fun, but we needed it. Like everything's been super dry. And like last summer we had some crazy wildfires. So I don't know. I, I don't mind the rain too much, but you don't get to like skate as much as you want to. Um, but that's all right. I'm going on like a trip to California next week. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I just get out, go somewhere where it's dry, come back, unwind. <clears throat> Are you in like a, um, what are you, are you in like an RV or a streamline or something? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm in a trailer. Um, it's actually my parents' trailer. It's, uh, it's like what they take camping, but it's the only where I could do that. It's the only place I could do this at the house without any like noise distraction. Cause we got dogs and yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I just like, it's nice and peaceful and quiet here. <laughs> okay. Rad. Um, yeah. so where were you born? Were you born near seal rock? Yeah, I was born in Corvallis, Oregon. Uh, it's like oh. it's like an hour away from yeah. where I currently live now. Um, oh. But yeah, I live in the house that I was raised in. Um, and uh, I've 
yeah, I've been here ever since. Uh, it's pretty nice. My parents are super cool. Uh, they've always like supported, um, like what I want to do and like, let me build a concrete bowl in the backyard. And, uh, so cool. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm still here. Um, we've been talking about like expanding the property and like all these ideas. And we're like looking into some new projects, uh, in 2022, but yeah. Um, that's what I, that's what I've been up to. That's where I've been. Uh, it's, it's like familiar, you know, I've like thought about moving to the city, but I kind of like it in like that small town because, uh, I don't know, get kind of lost in the city. There's like a lot going on, a lot of crazy people and crazy stuff and things. And I go there enough as it is. So when I'm like, Mm. I want to unwind and get away, I come out here and it's just like, it's quiet. It's nice. I love it, dude. I love the fucking, I I don't know. Space just becomes more important. The older you get, it's really nice to just have space. Uh, For sure. Did did you, did you live at all in Corvallis or did you, were you just born there? I was just born there. Um, They have like the better hospital from what I've heard. And uh, right. I guess like when my mom was pregnant, she was like, (laughs) I'm going to have a baby. They like took the hour drive to go to the hospital just to make sure they were in like a better hospital. Okay. We have a hospital here, but it's like, it's not as good as the one in Corvallis. So. And your dad's like a gnarly fucking uh, chainsaw artist or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. My dad, he, he's been making like wood sculptures his whole life with a chainsaw and other like hand tools. And um, yeah. So uh, my grandpa, uh, Ray Kowalski, he's been like making wood carvings for a long time. And uh, he had like six acres of land off the one Oh one. And um he had like my dad and his brothers all like making wood carvings with him. And they had like this amusement park set up where you could like rent donkeys to take through and look at all the wood carvings they made. And it's pretty cool. I remember like growing up there as a kid and just seeing all these different characters and like my imagination just going crazy and like just seemed like uh, just this crazy, like imaginary place that, you know, I think some of these sculptures were like real as a kid, but um, yeah. So I grew up around there and like watching them do that. And I just run free as a kid and ride dirt bikes and skate and just like play out in the woods and stuff. Um, where was that on one one where it was off the one one in seal rock. Um, oh, not really, okay. not really much of a town, kind of like a ghost town ish place, but they were like the main attraction on that little strip of it, whatever you'd call a town. We had like one little store and a post office and like uh. their wood carving. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, is, you know, that hotel that's like out there somewhere and it's like every room is like uh, different. It's like uh, books. It's like different authors and stuff not sure uh hotel with like books is that in um like lincoln city it's nearly i think it might be is it newport or something like that maybe might be i'm not too familiar with with that doesn't okay it's by you know where the um it's like the largest sea lion cave is up there somewhere oh yeah florence florence yeah i think florence maybe yeah so that's like uh that's like an hour away from where i'm at um 
and yeah it's there's like it's a crazy drive to get there we have like these windy roads along the coast with like these crazy like viewpoints and like just pull outs where you, you can just pull over and go on these little trails and look at crazy stuff but mm, okay I never really went to the sea lion caves uh, just because I see the sea lions like in the nature all the time. I'm like, I don't want to like pay for this ticket to go look at the sea lions that I see all the time. Yeah, I went there once on a Vox trip. I think we were it was just like we were coming through and and we fucking went for it. And uh, it's pretty cool, actually. You take an elevator down and it's like it's kind of Disneylandish. It feels like almost yeah. like fake a little bit, but it's like they're all in this huge cave and they're just, but, uh, yes. yeah, it's pretty cool. I've seen videos of it and stuff. Um, I usually just stop at like Kate Perpetua and huh. there's this like, there's this place called like Thor's well and, uh, cooks chasm. And like, there's just like these crazy, like, uh, features on the beach of just like spouting ocean water up in the sky and like crazy little, like, uh, just like sinkholes where the like ocean like sinks down and just like spews up and just like water falls back in. It's just like uh, I go out there and go on like little walks every once in a while and yeah, it's pretty nice. You got any sick little fucking Goonies type cave situations that you've like? I found a cave. Yeah, like actually a friend came through and told me about a cave and uh, I was like, no way, man! I live here. Like I know where everything's at. And he's like, yeah. no there's this cave that this cult used to live in and you just like, you walk down this crazy, like, like hill climb down these rocks. And there's just this huge, like big ass cave that goes under the, like under the road. And like, it's pretty big and creepy. Uh, But uh, went there a few times and checked it out. And like seen some crazy like spider monster thing it was like this big i've never seen anything like it before and i was like it's just like a cave dweller i don't know what that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fucking beautiful up there i love your zone man i mean anytime i can get to lincoln city or that area i just drive from uh what we usually do is we cut over probably Corvallis area, like Eugene or something, and then go up. Like I never go the whole way up. It takes way too long, but we'll usually go from like, at least like from Florence all the way up to Lincoln city and then cruise over to Portland or something. That's our, our usual route hit like Walport, all the different parks. There's like so many. Um, so I fucking, but I gotta ask you, I mean, so, how the fuck do you find skateboarding? Like you're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. You're on the coast. Like the, the, your backyard's not built. Like what drew you to it? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Um, yeah. I mean, I live on, on the end of a gravel road in, in like a place that doesn't have a school. It doesn't have a grocery store. It doesn't have like street spots or a skate park or anything. Um, mm. But we had TV, I guess, and I, I'd go to school and I'd, you know, I'd see skateboarding on TV. I'd see skateboarders at school. Um, and then like at a really young age, I just, I just thought it was awesome. I think I was probably watching the X games or something on TV and was like, whoa, like guys jumping dirt bikes and like, you know, like Tony Hawk on the half pipe or whatever. I'm like, I want to do something like that. That looks fun. That's cool. And like, um 
so yeah i mean i just i think i just like found out about it somehow and like one of my friends had a skateboard um and i remember he had like two actually and we like pulled him out of his garage and we were just like messing around on the ground and like i was like this is cool but my parents they wouldn't let me get one they're like no that's too dangerous you know like what are you gonna do like with that you know but for some reason like they they're like you can get a dirt bike like if you save up your money for a dirt bike like we'll help with the rest or whatever and i like saved up for a couple years and i couldn't afford a dirt bike and then i took my money to school and i gave it to this kid that i knew his parents let him like go to the skate shop and buy skateboards and stuff and i think i gave him like 200 bucks and i was like i want this set up like go to the skate shop and get me this set up and he went home and told his mom and he's like, Hey mom, like Kevin gave me this money. He wants me to go buy him a skateboard. <laughs> his mom called my mom and then I got into trouble. And then she's like, you know what? Just don't lie to me ever again. Like uh, don't go behind my back and like try to pull this shit. <laughs> she's like, let's amazing. go to the skate shop. You can, you can pick out like whatever you want. Let's go to the skate shop right now. And like, I got to keep my money that I've been saving and I got a brand new setup and huh. like, <laughs> Where's the, where's your nearest skate shop at that time? So it was in Newport, Oregon, and it was like a skate surf shop called Ocean Pulse. Okay. Yeah, it was a pretty cool shop. Um, they were like my first sponsor as well. Um, hmm. But yeah, they're not up anymore. It's a shame. I'm, I'm sad that, you know, but crazy, you know, just time goes by. In small towns, it's hard for skate shops to like really support themselves you know or get much support right but they, so, they had the surf side like and it was like a surf town so like they had like skateboarding and surfing to kind of like keep the shop up and running but mm-hmm. um i think maybe like the owners they just like got over it or something like i think one of the guys is on like a charter boat like charging people to like go out fishing and you know but mm. it was a cool shop for sure Definitely. I remember like uh, Bryce Niebuhr and like Tim Eberly being like sales reps and coming through and like showing off like the NHS goods and like, yeah, stuff like that. But it was a good connection. Was there parks already at that time when you started? Yeah. So there was uh, Lincoln City, of course, I'm pretty sure was like the first one. And then just the top part, probably. Right. Yeah. Well, there's actually like a different bowl like there's a different park that was like built before the top park and my my dad was like on this like softball team thing and like we would go there with the family as kids and i see these guys like up building and skating this shit in lincoln city and like um just go check it out and then like yeah like it changed like over a year it was like a completely different setup and they they built what's the top park now but I'm pretty sure that was like Dreamland's like first official project. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we had like the Newport uh, Newport skate park too. But yeah, yeah, that's that was around like Newport and Lincoln City and New- um, Newport, the one that had like the cinder block wall that had like sand that would kind of blow over sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It has like a cinder block wall and it's just like a bowl with like it had like cobblestone all around the bowl. So it was like 
just you just skate the ball. There's like no real street course or like flow section or anything like that. But the one um, we had a lot of fun at was uh, Toledo. It's like real smooth yeah. and kind of like some weird shit. There's the one like Hewitt and uh, Drahobo collide into each other. Like Drahobo's doing a pivot to fakie and Pete's just walking by, not looking. And Dan comes backwards and just runs into him. It's like really funny in the Vox video a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Toledo popped up like um, a little while after. Um, it was it was a little later, but mm-hmm. um, it's definitely fun. Like, and then Waldport, I think Waldport came up before Toledo. So I kind of grew up with like, uh, so you Newport. grew up transitions, right? You're not, there's not really, st- I mean, there is street, but not a lot of street in your area, right? <laughs> yeah. So going <laughs> back to like that first question where like, how did you get into skateboarding? Like yeah. in the middle of wherever you live? <laughs> well, like, yeah, I, I somehow ended up getting that skateboard, but like I didn't live in town and I didn't get to go to the skate park and I live on a gravel road and the only concrete around me is in my garage. And, uh, I would just like take leftover pieces of plywood and like nail them to the swing set. And that's how I learned how to drop in was like on a piece of plywood nailed to the swing set. <laughs> and then I would just like, I would just set stuff up in the garage and like practice flip tricks in the gravel. And like, um, and then I just started taking my skateboard with me to school. You know, I just take my skateboard with me everywhere I go. And like, mm-hmm. and that was it. I just like, I didn't let go of it. I just brought it everywhere. Right. And, so. um, and then the skate parks, it was like, Hey, can I go to the skate park after school? It was like, yeah, yeah. We'll take you like one day a week or something. And then my dad was like, all right, I got to go to work, do the wood carvings at like eight or 9. AM. Like if you get up early, I'll take you to the skate park for like an hour. And so that was my routine. I would get up at like, five in the morning watch the captain and casey show on fuel tv and then i would like go to the bakery get a donut and a coffee and skate my ass off for an hour and then uh one day like it's crazy like one day i went there to do that and uh there was like this tent on the side of the bowl and uh i was just like a little kid so i like shot my board out into this tent and like woke up whoever was in this tent and it was like it like come to find out it was sam hits and uh (laughs) p-stone and and i was just this little kid you know and like no way they were they were super cool and like we're like yeah they just woke up we're like skating with me and like uh p-stone was like filming everything i was like whoa this guy's a camera and then like uh hits was just like skating with me and like i was watching hits skate and i was like damn like that's what i want to do like oh i want to skate like i want to skate like this guy skating you know and like um i had no idea who those guys were at all and then my dad was there and like he had his chainsaw and peace was like hey can you like carve us a bear and like film my dad carve this bear and then uh no way they're like we have all this like product in the back of the truck we're selling for gas money and uh sold my dad like an old like old 151 board and uh gave me like a shit ton of thrasher stickers and like i I can't really remember exactly all the stuff they gave us but like 
I just came home, put Thrasher stickers everywhere. Like my whole door was Thrasher stickers, Thrasher stickers everywhere. And like, oh, um, man, like I had no idea. And like, you know, like I would watch like skate videos and read magazines like all the time. And uh, Sam Hits was like one of my favorite skaters. Mm. And I had no idea that that's the guy that I met. And I go on this independent trip with P-Stone and I'm sitting in the van next to him and he's like, I remember when we met you, <laughs> you were like this little kid at the Walport skate park. And I filmed your dad carve a bear. And we like me and hits gave you all this stuff. I was like, what, what? That was not you. Like that was you. <laughs> he's like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just like, kind of like was weird, like a weird coincidence of like, so hits was like my favorite skater. P-Stone was, like, one of my best friends and, like, favorite filmers and his videos are, like, the shit. But I was, like, completely, like, that day that I met those two, like, changed it. Like, ah. it changed it all for me. Like, I was inspired, you know? Like, damn, these guys are doing what I want to do. They're That's hitting crazy. the road. They're camping in a tent at a skate park. And, like, they're paying for, like, the trip with the free shit they get from their sponsors in the back of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's oh, what's up <laughs> that's sick dude fuck how cool how uh do you remember meeting red for the first time um i don't know like the exact first time he was just kind of like always around so like every time i'd go to the skate park i'd see him and it was just like that's like crazy like crazy good guy that like builds these things and he's insane <laughs> <laughs> and like <clears throat> I was always intimidated by him or like just kind of just like, I don't know, starstruck or blown away. Just like this guy's no joke. And then, uh, yeah, I think like, I just like slowly started to like talk to him a little bit and be like, Hey Mark, <laughs> what's up? Uh, and he was always super nice. Like the nicest guy ever, you know, like you'd watch him skate and be like, this guy's insane. But then you'd like talk to him. You're like, this is the, the nicest dude I've ever met, you know? Yeah, solid. He's always been so, the, him and Danielle are both so hospitable. I mean, if you're friends with them, their house is your house. Like, it's just so cool. Like, yeah. I love the Northwest vibe is like that pretty much consistently. But uh, they're they're extra special for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I remember like the first time skating his bowl. I was like, this thing is insane. <sighs> and I was just like looking at it. Like, just <laughs> what am I going to do here? He doesn't like to build shit for, uh, you know, wimps. <laughs> no, no. He likes to build the gnar. Yeah, like, luckily, I had been, like, skating Lincoln City and skating around him and other guys where, like, I could drop in and I could, like, do, like, a crail slide and a frontside air and a slash grind. And that was, wow. like, all I needed to be able to, like, have fun in that thing. But I was like, Wow. And he's yeah. like, come back over, you know, like anytime, come on inside the house. Let's like, let's talk about stuff. Like check out my board collection. You know, you guys want dinner? And just like, just like, it just like drew me in. I was like, I'm coming back here. I'm doing this again. Like, you know, tell me when I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> Sick, dude. Um, what's the gnarliest thing you've seen go down at Lincoln city? Have you been there for anything like fucking super crazy? Yeah. Um, Man, like, there's there's been a lot of different things that I've seen go down there. Um, 
I don't know. I think just each time something new was built, I was just like, what? This place is already like the best and the craziest and the biggest skate park I've ever seen. Like these guys uh -huh. are really adding more to it. Like I remember we got a pool and then I was like, no way. And then we got like a new skate park with a roof over it and a cradle. And, uh, and then we got like a huge snake run and like, I was just each time like that happened. I was like, no way. Um, <laughs> The and there's best. like always those trifectas, like those trifecta events were just like, I was pretty young for those, but I don't know. It was like a good like introduction of just like how a bunch of skaters come together and just have a good time and just, yeah, everybody brings their like vans and whatever. And just like, it's so cool. Yeah. And then I think the rip ride rally was like, definitely like the rip ride rally was probably the most insane like memory i have of lincoln city that was a good weekend yeah i think that one that one took the books for sure <laughs> i think uh they're finishing up a documentary that includes that um that's coming out next month it's it's really a lot on red and and dreamland and hubbard and grindline and um kind of like basically that thing kind of came about because hubbard died and they they were they were doing basically a tribute for him, I think. And it all got through independent somehow or whatever, but uh, yeah, the, the documentary is super sick. I just got a preview of a screening like a week or two ago and it looks so wow. good. Yeah. It's, it's like bring Kleenex. It, it's not like super happy all the time. Like there's some fucking heavy shit, but uh, yeah, that weekend was rad. It was, um, the Corey Juno incident was fucking heavy. It was like super scary, kind of like, I mean, he was like flapping around like a fish on, on the flat bottom after hitting his head. And, uh, but the vibes were just super good. It was like, it was kind of like skateboarding's Woodstock or some just bunch of haggard dudes in the parking lot that just fucking drove in and blah, you know, your typical yeah. that all that shit. But then the skating was epic. And then, uh, seeing like Hubbard's daughter, play music play the oh, grindline songs i was just like that was that was yeah. I mean, and then seeing oscar uh p stone's kids do the hill the dirt bomb <laughs> i was like fuck yes that was so rad yeah it was a full action pack three three or four days that was fun yeah it brought everyone together and i think everybody was there for like the same reasons i mean to have a good time but also to like you know like look at some of our friends that have passed and like remember mm. them in like a setting that they would enjoy. And, um, yeah, that was a hard time. I think we lost, we lost a lot of good ones around that time. And, um, like yeah. as real as they come, you know, like the best mm. of the best, the people that paved this path for like us, like people I grew up learning from, you know, and like, mm. um, real key players in like this whole, mm this whole thing called skateboarding that we do. I mean, yeah, that was a hard, a hard loss for all of us. And, um, yeah, that was exactly what all of them would have like enjoyed, I think. And, uh, I think we all had a really good time and yeah, it was a crazy weekend for sure. Yeah. Like, and I wish that they were there to enjoy it with us, but they were, you know, it's like they were there. Yeah. I've been there with all of them. Uh, so it was cool. And then like the little, uh, 
Peastone Barbecue. That kind of took me by surprise. I was like, fuck. There's a lot of like nice touching moments for sure. Like, you know, uh, what's his name? Waylon coming out and playing with bad shit like Tony's son. I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like this all within 72 hours. There was like kids of our friends that were like stepping up into these roles for the first time, kind of like we got this, you know, like, yeah, it's on. Let's go. Let's do this. That's cool. They were, Um, they were super on it, man. Yeah. I was the bands playing and like, yeah, the kids and like just everybody was just like coming together and yeah, it was cool. Like, like you said, like seeing new generations, like, yeah, coming in like that was a very touching weekend mm-hmm. i think like yeah, i'll never forget that for sure rad um true or false you got a freedom tattoo yeah i do it's upside down though i don't know if you can see that oh freedom airlines right yeah yeah what Andrew was, Hobel's art <laughs> when did you get that i uh i was in germany and like we were at some event and there was some people giving out tattoos and uh i think david gravette was like i'm getting a tattoo oh no way i want a tattoo and i had no idea what to get and i think i had a freedom sticker on my board and i was i'll get this like burning crashing airplane with people jumping out of it on my wrist and then they tattooed it upside down like it's like (laughs) i I just put it's like upside down i'm like okay like a plane's like swirling like on its way down like yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, and then Bryce Knights is like, dude, how are you going to pass customs with like a burning airplane on your wrist? Like you better wear a long sleeve or something when you go through security. I was going to say, have you ever got fucked with? No, but um, I, I actually like stopped caring about it all of a sudden. Every time I go to the airport, it was like, I got to have a long sleeve on. Like, and it'd be hot as hell. And I'd be sweating. <laughs> Like going through the airport, like a hoodie or like they make you take your hoodies off sometimes too, at like security. So uh-huh. I have like a long sleeve and a hoodie and a jacket. <laughs> just go, like lugging my shit through the airport. And like <laughs> now I'll just like, I'll just go through security and t-shirt. And if they see my tattoo, it's just a tattoo, man. I'm not a terrorist or something like I'm not trying to set the plane on fire and jump out of it. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. But it's like one of the best graphics. Like it's one of the best like piece of art. I seen that. And I was like, yeah, Yeah, I'm on airplanes all the time. And like, yeah, you always think about that when you're up there. Like what if this thing went down? Or I could see like you taking your hoodie off and relaxing and just falling asleep (laughs) and your arm kind of goes down on the lady that's next to you. And she looks down. She's like, whoa. (laughs) i feel like i've i feel like that's happened like the people sitting next to me have like seen it and i've like looked over at them they're just (laughs) looking at my tattoo of like a burning plane you just see them give this one (laughs) (laughs) how are you doing today you enjoying your whiskey (laughs) Uh, hey well talk about bryce did you know who bryce was before lifeblood um yeah yeah um yeah i met bryce fuck i mean I met Bryce like a long time ago and I think he was like working for Adidas or something at the time. And, uh, he had this thing going on called skate daily.net. Yeah. And, um, I'd always check out his website and like all that stuff. And I'd see him around Oregon at like a bunch of events and just different parks and stuff like that. And 
he was just like a really nice guy. I think he gave me like a coupon for free shoes one time. And, um, we shot some photos together. Um, I was in Portland one day and was like, I need to get this photo for a bones ad. And, uh, I needed a photographer and he was like, I'd love to shoot a photo, um, for you. And he's like, I know of a pool we can go to. And he took me to a pool and we shot a photo for a bones ad. And then that same day, I think it was the same day or maybe it was the next day we went to another pool and I got like a who's hot or something. And, uh, I think it was skateboarder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Skateboarder mag, um, a who's hot. So I got one of those and I got like a bones ad and like, it's like, wow, this guy's like really like doing things for me. You know, <laughs> I wasn't in the magazines that much, um, back then. And, um, he just like, he just started like, just, just like just sharing like wise words of wisdom with me. I was just like this guy like knows everything like about everything um like he's he's just like really knowledgeable and like i didn't really know his history or anything i was just a little kid and like mm. um i just like looked into bryce knights you know i just i like was like who is this guy you know and it just like started to click i'm like okay this is like a main key player of everything like yeah he's been doing this for a long ass time and uh and then yeah, we just became friends and we go out and like photo missions and like hang out and skate. And then, um, he approached me about wanting to start lifeblood skateboards. And I was like, yeah, man, like you're, you're probably like the biggest mentor I have. And like the, the only person that's like taught or told me anything about anything of like what I'm doing, skating, having sponsors and like doing things, getting in the magazines, like whatever. Um, I love to skate for your company, man. Like that'd be an honor, you know, and you're like a legend, you know, I, I look up to you and, and so he's like, all right, like we don't have any boards yet, but here's a stencil. Here's a blank spray paint this on your board. We're like, yeah. like, okay, like let's do it. And then, um, yeah, there like really wasn't much of a team. And then we like, we threw a team together real quick and it was like a bunch of my friends and, um, we just like went from there. It was like, it, it was cool. Like lifeblood was a, a really like fun. I think the best years of my life, you know, like we had, we had Mark Scott on the team, you know, like we had red on the team, like Cody Lockwood, um, like it was just like the people I like grew up with, like my best friends all on this team. And like, it was just like a family, you know? And, uh, what's that one guy's name? Mudbud or something, right? Johnny. Yeah. Mudbud Johnny Turgeson. Yeah. Johnny Turgeson. <laughs> He's got such a good frontside ollie, man. Like, uh-huh. my God, his frontside ollies are beautiful. <laughs> I still try to, like, see if I can copy his frontside ollies. He just, like, lays his, like, legs back and just, like, just he's just chilling. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, what is it like? You're the only guy that ever went from the life to the wizard, right? You, the blood yeah. fucking transfusion where you fucking <laughs> kept it bloody. Uh, yeah, how's that been going with Toad and the boys? I think that that's maybe- oh man, it's been great, and it's just like it's like a flashback of like how it was with Lifeblood. It's it's literally like the best comparison I could ask for. You know, like um, we did a Lifeblood Wizard trip um, a while back where we all did like a trip that's together. Right. So like I've known Toad and I've known those guys for a long time, and you know, hit the payphone. What up? 
being able to like call those guys family and like they're all friends and we all known each other for a long time and like i think the company is awesome you know like blood wizard's a great name you know a wizard it's a great like logo it's a great like theme like the whole thing just mm. just something that i'm about and i like i want to i, I want to be a part of and um the fact they were like welcoming me with open arms was just like oh yes <laughs> this is this is a great feeling um yeah good so yeah and then we got to like work on a we got to work on that video like right as soon as i like got on on blood wizard they're like we're working on a video and i was like perfect like i want to do something let's let's do it and i think we worked on it for like a year and then put it out and it was i think probably one of the best video parts i've ever had and like one of the best videos i've ever been in everybody's Mm. part was amazing and uh it was a lot of fun well, uh, CEO of Blood Wizard, Mr. Justin Visser, father of the Tickety Tack, he just called in and he said, uh, let's give away a fucking Kowalski board on the pod. <laughs> so uh, w- we can give away a Kevin Kowalski. I think they make them eight, three or eight, five. Whoever uh, wins can pick. But uh, what should we do? Do we want to have like uh I did uh, before like a best Smith grind uh, photo or video clip. Um, we could do something like, uh, I don't know, worst slam, good air, fucking most stylish photo. I don't know. You got any ideas? All right. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll think something about that's, that. Something that's not too hard that everybody can like, you know, that they can kind of have access to. Um uh, I don't know. I like I like the uh, easy ones, but that like when the winter comes through, it still shines, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, How about best best photo you in your tent at the most remote location? Nobody sends it in. You're just like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, I guess uh, we'll just (laughs) not give this board away to anybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Something a, a lot of people can do and yeah something that yeah, like tail slide no up. slide fucking what about just send us in your favorite photo or video clip of yourself doing whatever you do and we will pick a winner kevin will pick the winner that's the best then we'll see the best of the best and then yeah. everybody can just everybody can join no matter what like if you can do that trick or not do that trick like send us your best video talking schmidt at gmail.com the best photo you've ever had of yourself and two weeks from now we will announce a winner and we'll probably throw in some shit like we got a a a deck grip tape maybe we'll get some wheels and trucks who knows but uh, you'll get some shit so send it in and i'll send kev the best stuff and then he can uh pick the winner and we will announce it two weeks from this episode so that's what we do for you guys. Tell yeah, a friend, guys. tell a friend, tell a friend. Provoking the stoke. We got to talk about this uh, Gravette uh, situation. I, I I heard you won the best or no, the worst housemate award at Gravette way back when. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he brings us up all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's the story on it? Can we talk about it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Another first impression with David Gravette. 
Oh no, I went so far down river I ended up on Kevin's episode of Talking Schmidt. Well, I guess I'm here to tell Kevin's big blowing it story. Uh, sorry, Kevin, I don't mean to harp on this. I know we've we've gone over it a million times and you're the fucking homie and it's, it's all love now. It's, it's been that way for a while, but yeah, all goes back to I think around 2009, 2010. Bones trip. It had been going for a few days and everyone's favorite wild card, Jake Duncombe, was there and me and him had had this every trip's got a joke of the trip and this one was this fake company. I I don't know how it got started, but Startled Sphincter was our brand and our boards were everywhere. Yeah, we met Kevin Kowalski and he was ripping every spot we went to and being a little quiet nice guy so we're like he's on startled we're gonna let's get him the contract and that the contract entailed you bought in for a dollar it costs a dollar to get on startled but then it's a three-year contract and the next year i give you a dollar and the year after that i give you two dollars so it was really a come up of a dollar um so we signed him big day he turned pro right then and there and uh then the day was over skating we just had to drive back from the coast to stay at my house in portland and somewhere along the lines of that hour and a half drive kevin showed up at my house like he was normal when i left him at the skate park then when he showed up at my house and i hadn't been home in like three months because it was in the heyday of traveling all the time and i finally get home and then kowalski shows up and he is completely blacked out yelling and spilling everything Willis immediately put on punching uh, boxing gloves and punched him out a few times just to try to settle him down, but that didn't seem to work. And uh, he was running around with his 40, spilling his 40 everywhere. I kept trying to get him to put the lid on, and he's like, no, only pussies put the lid on it. I'm like, no, only pussies take three hours to drink their their one beverage. And uh, just got downhill from there. He was at, It was about 2 in the morning. He was out in my front yard of, like, I own my house, so these are like my permanent neighbors, and he's talking to she who shall not be named, and just screaming about fucking in a mud puddle at like the top of his lungs. I went out there and took his phone from him, like, you're not getting this back till tomorrow, and then it was like five minutes later, he's losing it because he doesn't know where his phone went, even though I'd just taken it from him. Right there, he finally passes out and spills that 40 all over the couch, and we, like, good, well, at least he's passed out, but we had to fuck with him as the times demanded and so yeah it got pretty brutal probably the most the worst things ever done to a passed out person um super gluing carne asada between his toes came into play um there was a little bit of dirt and super glue in the ears uh took my dirty sock from skating all that day where it was like really like wet and sweaty and super glued it to his forehead and then like over his mouth to his neck so he was like breathing it like a mask (laughs) and it was bad sorry i don't know fuck but then he kept blowing it because he was like gonna throw up he was like passed out but still acting like he was gonna throw up and so we're like we gotta puke him so we took him outside we're like just over dealing with it he won't throw up he wants to go back to bed but we don't want him to go back to bed till he throws up so then jake is like Let's take him to his fucking team manager because the whole time Jared Lucas had been just camped out in my backyard avoiding the entire shit show that was going on. So we carried him over there and we're like, Jared, take your fucking rider and like 
threw him in Jared's tent and you just hear the sound of like, what the fuck? And then the sound of somebody throwing up and we're like, oh man. Kevin got kicked off Startled Sphincter that night. He was turned pro and got kicked off all on the same day. Um, but again, this is young Kevin. He's grown up. It's been a long time since we've seen any sort of behavior like this and uh, got nothing but love for the dude. And I can't wait to hear, hear the rest of your episode. And I wonder, I want to know what his side... I told Schmitty about this story and was like, you should ask him about it. Like, he'll, he knows, but he probably won't tell you the, the whole truth. I didn't even tell you the whole truth. I left a few, few risque details out. But yeah, talking Schmidt for life. Woo! Yeah, so I, I was invited on this Bones Wheels trip. They had like a full van. I was like, and it was in like kind of, my area and they're like you can like meet up with us take your car and like follow us on this trip and i'm like all right cool so i called a couple friends and was like hey guys you want to ride with me because i don't want to drive alone in my car for like this long they're like oh yeah we'll go with you on a bones trip that sounds sick and uh we just like met up at the waldport park and like i think it was like um, Jimmy the Greek or somebody was like, we're starting a new company called Startled Sphincter. And like, <laughs> we want you to be on, the, we want you to be on Kevin. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this sounds like a joke, but I'll be a part of a funny joke. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was like younger and like, I don't know, I was like drinking and stuff. And like, I don't know. I just wasn't, I didn't care. I just thought funny shit was funny shit. I operate on humor. So I'm like, yeah, the startled sphincter thing is going to be like the joke, of the trip. Like, so we just kept making jokes about this. And like, I, we end up at a uh, Gervet's house and like me and my two friends had like got a bunch of like drinks. I don't even remember what we were drinking, but it was like too much alcohol for me at that age. That's for sure. And <laughs> it's just like, I came into Gravette's house and was like, hey, you guys, Startled Speaker, have you, like, heard of it? We're starting to sickle Startled Speaker, man. I'm going to take this, like, piece of firewood you have next to your fireplace, and I'm going to, like, whittle it into my next pro model. Or it's like, just saying some dumb shit, you know? I was being super <laughs> annoying. And, and like, Willis Kimball was, like, in on it, and, like, and, and Dave was in on it. We were all part of the Startled Sphincter, like, joke club, and it was Startled funny. Sphincter. It was funny, I thought, but I like, you know, when you get drunk, you just like talk too much or just you're just annoying. Uh So that was me. And then the boxing gloves came out and then I wanted to box everybody. And then I got my ass (laughs) kicked. Wait, (laughs) you you guys put on gloves and box each other? Yeah, I was boxing Willis. He's got like the longest arms in the (laughs) world. And I'm just like, "Eh, eh, 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 eh." and he's just like, Boom, 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 boom. Uh, okay uh, down like blacked out that was the worst thing i'd ever seen in my whole life that's what i remember i was just i was being super annoying about the startled sphincter thing wanting to box everybody being a drunk idiot oh my god i woke up the next morning with like beef jerky super glued to my big toe nail and like marker all over my face uh like somebody else's shoes on I was just like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> Whatever I did last night was not like 
This sucks. I had a headache. I was just hungover, covered in Sharpie. Hashtag, are you okay? Yeah, I think I was probably, from that event, Gravette's worst house guest. Well, I hate to I hate to do this, but I because nobody knows this more. I love David Gravette. He knows this. But I will say if Dave <laughs> wants to talk about worst house guests, just call up Rhino and ask him about this time that Dave spent the night at Rhino's house. Must just take care of. All I heard the next morning was Drahobel saying, I fucking hate San Diego. We'll just leave it there. That's fucking cancer. <laughs> fucking damn. Yeah, we've all had our times, man. I uh, <laughs> I thought Ooh. I was just like welcoming myself in the place that that's what Start we did. Sphincter's a sick name. <laughs> I, was, I mean, just listen to the name. You got to be obnoxious. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess I was too obnoxious. When did you start the park? When did you start Kowalski Lane? Yeah, I think it was like 2008 or 2009-ish. I went to the X Games and I got a bronze medal and it was like 10 grand. No way. And at that point, I think I was like 17 or 18 years old mm -hmm. and uh, like never had that much money in my life. And I was just like, what am I going to do with this? Do I buy a car? Do I move out of my parents' house? Do I... And I was just like, what, what is it I've always wanted? What do I think would be like the best thing to do with this money? Cause I wasn't smart enough to just save it. You know, I had to spend it on something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I just started digging a hole in the backyard. And my parents were like, yeah, you can build something if you want. Like, I don't think anybody thought it would like turn into what it eventually did. Yeah. I just like would have like dig parties with my friends and like, we'd come over and just dig and listen to music and, uh, we eventually like cleared a lot of brush and dug a pretty big hole. And then I called Mark and was like, Hey, I got this project idea. I want you to check out. And he came over and was like, yeah, let's do it. He's like 10 grand. Yeah, sure. We can make something sick for that. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> all right. And then, like, there's no like drawn plan. There was no, like, we're going to build this. It was just like, okay, let's just start building shit. And, uh, he brings his excavator over and we just start digging this big ass bowl. And I'm like, I want it to be like a snake run that leads into a bowl, you know? And he's like, okay, well, what were the dimensions? What was the height? And I like, I just kept changing my idea, you know? And he's like, okay, well we might be able to like at least get the bowl finished. And so like all year we like, just worked on this thing. And like, I'd go to the dump with a trailer and like get like free wood for like, forms and backboards and like any way i could like save a dollar or like do some work myself with some friends for free mm. to get more shit done for less money i would and uh <clears throat> i learned a bunch of stuff along that process of like what goes into building a bowl like at the end of that year we built it but it was like there's no concrete and i was my money was gone and I was like, all right, I guess I got to like save my money another year. And uh, I just look out my window at like this big formed up bowl, like job site, like full on, like took over the entire backyard <laughs> and just like mud and forms and tools and like For a air year. compressors, like, yeah, uh, everything. And how stoked were your folks? They were like, <laughs> they're like, what they're did like, you 
it was insane. Yeah. Trump and mud in the house all the time. And like just uh, every morning waking up to like equipment and trucks pulling up and like saws and like, uh-huh. yeah, all day, every day. And we would like work through the winter in the rain too, at rain gear. And just, it was, it was crazy. And, uh, then, yeah, I just spent another year saving my money and then we got to pour some concrete and then still wasn't finished. I spent another year saving my money Then we poured more concrete. So probably about like three years, I think I just dumped all of my money into concrete until oh, I was wow. like broke every year, spend it all on concrete and then stop and then spend it all on concrete, stop. And then we got to a point where I'm like, this is it. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not building anymore for a while. I think we're done here for a minute. There's still more I want to do, but I'm like, uh, I have enough and it's, it's pretty good. So um i'm happy with it and it it turned out to be like really really sick um i never seen anything like it before it's like definitely one of a kind design we have like the double doorway and like yeah the point the pointed pocket and like um the saying like the cantilever like deck that hangs over from like a high to low and like all these trees and stuff there's just all these features in every part of it that you don't like see places who gets the um you can come back anytime award like who's stopped by that either skated it the best or just been like the coolest like respectful dude or whatever i mean probably it's got to be somebody that helped me build it <laughs> mark of course yeah uh, but i mean Lockwood, like Cody what about Lockwood somebody helped. like not from up there that like has oh, just yeah. come through like, just like a, a guest yeah like uh I don't know, Chris Russell or somebody that like just came through from down South or doesn't live around there, but like, fuck, he put on a clinic or something like, damn, you skated a rad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a handful of them. Like, yeah. Chris Russell's been through, uh, shout out Ben Rayborn. Shout out. Like, I always like, uh, like dude, you're, you're, you're welcome anytime, man. Like you're like my best, one of my best friends ever. And like, I love watching you skate this thing. Uh, so he was like always like open arms my mom loves ben and like i love ben and like i love ben what do we know about ben right now i don't really know i think last i heard he's in texas and he's got a gd and he was like working a job and like just doing his thing you know like not really sure i saw a Mm. video of him like a year ago at a skate shop like flipping through the clothing racks or something with his dad and I'm not really sure. I miss the guy. I'm like, dude, we were literally like, we were like brothers and I haven't, I haven't heard from you or seen you in like years. Hasta la vista, baby. We went on a skate rock trip together. We roomed together. And then two days into the thing, he hit his head, broke his glasses. Me and Joe Brooke took him to the hospital. And I think it was the last time I've been like with him in person. That was a while ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I miss skating with him. He was like, definitely like, he's unique. If he's I want rad. somebody to skate with, like I right want someone to go on a trip with. I'd be like, you know, hit the pay phone. What up? Like, where, you want to go on this trip or hey Ben, you want to skate? Like always. Uh, okay. Uh, what about the Olympics? What was that whole fucking thing? Like, did you, did you have a good taste in your mouth or a bad taste in your mouth about like the whole trials? And then I don't know if you watched it go down and stuff, but like, being you were a part of like 
you almost went actually, right? Yeah, I like I was trying for like the three years or whatever it was to stack up points through contests to be able to go. It was like it was like a cool idea. It was, it was just like, you know, you want to go to the Olympics first time skateboarding in the Olympics, go just go to these contests and do good and you have a good chance of going. And I was like, well, yeah, sure. I mean, I've been skating contests a lot and like they've built me a skate park in my backyard and like got me a car and like I, I made a living off skateboarding, like going to these contests. Sure. I'll try this out, you know? And like, um, it, it was like a cool idea in the beginning and like, it was fun. It's always fun to be able to get to go somewhere with your friends and use skateboarding as the excuse. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm in like South America now or Asia or like Europe or whatever. It's cool. Um, and so like, yeah, I just like go to these contests with the intention that hopefully I do good and have a good time and maybe get to go to the Olympics. But then like, it just started to like wear on me, like how much they make it like they'd make it seem like it was like your whole life and everything you do is depending on this. And this is the only thing you should worry about. Yeah. And it was like contest on contest on contest on contest on contest. And I'd be going from like a Vance park series event to like a world, like a, like an Olympic qualifier event to like, a do tour to a next games to like, I'm just like, I like, this is driving me nuts. You guys, like <laughs> I haven't even got to go home in like two months. Uh, and like, um, I don't know what contest is important anymore. And I'm not really placing that good in any of them. So I'm stressed <laughs> out and I'm not like this, this is driving me nuts. And, um, it like was apparent real quick, like which contests were more fun than the others. And the Olympic qualifying contests were by far, the most the least enjoyable of them all their uh -huh. rules were just like so many rules like so many rules and the people going were like not like just going to have fun they were like super competitive and it was just like contest talk like i'm just like you guys this sucks like this sucks i'm not having fun like what are we doing mm -hmm. and uh and so I, I kept going <laughs> just like, Oh, it just keeps getting worse. Like what, what in the hell is this? And at the same time, trying to like film for a blood wizard video, like trying to like go get photos and like, I was just like super busy. And like, I was like, like doing a lot to go to these contests and like not getting to do a lot of the stuff I wanted to be doing instead. And um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a weird like a weird like organization and uh we we like went to the the contest and like i don't know i i just realized really quick that each contest was worth different amounts of points so hmm. you could have one guy take first place at this contest that was worth like quadruple the amount of points as all these other contests and then you could have this other guy win like five or six of these contests, but still doesn't have as much points as this guy that won this one contest. And they'd mix up the points for the contests all of the time. Be like, there's like three or four contests a year that were worth like a substantial amount, substantial amount of points. 
And then there'd be like, the rest of them are just like, whatever points. And like, it was just like so hard to follow. And then you'd have guys that I'm like, this guy's like my favorite. I think this guy should go to the Olympics, but this guy won that contest (laughs) that was worth more points than all these other contests. Yeah. So it was like, why can't you just have one contest like a week before the event and like the top three from that go, you know, Uh they're fresh. They're the guys that are like skating the best right then and there, like take Mm -hmm. the top three from that event and throw them in the Olympics. Don't try to base it off three years of like mix and match point systems (laughs) that are just screwed up. Like this is just driving me insane. And I was getting emails every day of like, this is the new, like, this, these are the rules of this is that we're doing this, join this. And then like, like this, I don't know, this, this whole like Olympic thing actually kind of like sinks in for me, like kind of hard because I like, didn't like it at all, but I was falling for it. Mm. And uh, I like went to Brazil and like, there was just, their organization was so screwed up. Like it was raining for a whole week. Our con, my contest, he got set back like several days. And then like this day that they really wanted to have it, like they just painted the course, like they, they painted the course with like super slippery paint. And like, it like was oh. raining all day long. And, uh, it was like, I think like 10 o'clock at night or something. I get the call. They're like, all right, it's on. Like we just got the park dry. And I'm watching them from my balcony at my hotel, like squeegeeing up this park as it's misting. Like I live in Oregon. I see how much it rains. Like I don't skate slippery concrete when it's wet. I just don't. Right. And uh, they're like, come on, let's go. And so I got down there and like, all right, you have 10 minutes to like warm up. Then we're going to start the heat. And there's like, I don't know the exact number, like 15 of us in the heat or 11 or 12 something like that of us in a heat and everybody's dropping in on each other it's just like snake session galore and like last thing i remember i like looked over and i seen trails i seen like wheel trails on the concrete and then like i wake up a week later (laughs) i like supposedly like hit my head during this like rushed crazy like snake session warm-up under pressure with the weather and the slippery paint and like supposedly i like i hit my head and i don't know how like i don't know there's no footage like, there's no footage how, yeah how, isn't someone filming the whole time at those things i thought so yeah and Whoa. so i just like i don't remember anything so don't, i wake up a kinda, week later in a hospital in uh brazil were, were you in a coma i was in a medically induced coma for like a week and like in brazil yeah come to find out like that was like a brand new hospital that was built like four years prior to that for the olympics that were in rio and it was like a nice state-of-the-art like hotel okay if i were to go to the other hotel they're like you would have been fucked oh and um mark waters was there i guess like he called my parents he was like yeah kevin's not looking good you guys should come i gotta go home and then like my parents flew out there, I guess. And then like, I woke up to them, but at the contest, they were like Tom Shar and, um, and like Joey Shigeo. They're like, you guys 
need to ride in the ambulance with Kevin to get him like checked into the hospital. So like, I guess Tom Shar like <laughs> hopped in the ambulance with me and just somehow like they were on the phone with Mark and then Mark was on the phone with my parents or something. Like, I don't know exactly. I just heard uh-huh. like somehow I got checked into a hospital and like they put a catheter up uh, all the way to my throat. Like, and then like, uh, like what is it? The IVs for like hydration fluids or nutrients mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, yeah. I was like hooked up <clears throat> and I guess like I tried to like pull all these cords out and escape, <laughs> Fuck. but I don't remember that. And then like they, yeah, I was just like out. And then I just remember like waking up and like not knowing where I was, like not seeing colors, like, they'd ask me like for like two days or something, like a bunch of questions. The only thing I could say is I don't know. And like every question, every answer to every question was, I don't know. And, uh, and then my, my doctor, my main doctor is like, I know it will bring him back. They're like, Kevin, if I threw a rock into a pond, would it sink or float? And I answered, it would sink. Like, what do you think? I'm stupid. (laughs) And that, like, I guess triggered something in my mind to, like, come back to be able to, like, like, grasp on to, like, reality or whatever. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. So then when you came to, you you had to stay there for a while, right? You couldn't get on an airplane and stuff. Like, what what was yeah. your condition when you came through the, from the coma? Yeah, it was like um, I had I had fractured my skull in four places and uh, I had blood clot hematomas um in my brain and so uh they didn't want me to get on an airplane because the altitude like caused my like blood clots and like fractures to like leak blood and like it could be like really bad and so um i had to wait for the okay and then they found this like special like plane that can fly like a low enough altitude that far to get me back home and they were like looking into that, but then like I waited long enough and I guess they were like, okay, you're cleared. Like you're good. And then Lee Berman from Converse was like, like Kevin and your parents first class flights home. I got you guys like, they, like sick. they got us first class flights home, which was really, really nice. Like, um, cause I wasn't like doing very good. And, uh, that boy Lee. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. Converse. Love you guys. Fuck. And, uh, so I, I get home just in time for like the holiday and like, I go to my grandma's house and I say hi to everybody. And then I just had like, like vertigo, like crazy. I couldn't see straight. I was dizzy. I, I ended up having this thing called BPPV where you have like these crystals and these pans and these tubes that are connected to your ears that go around your head. They're so small. You don't really like, nobody really knows about them. But like I like dislodge those crystals into these tubes that rub sensors in your head that make you like super dizzy. Like you can't see straight. It's like nonstop vertigo, like all the time. If I would just like sit back and look over, like lay down, turn my head, I just get the spins. And uh Fuck. and so like I saw a therapist and that therapist like fixed that. They're like, okay, just come in. We're gonna rotate your head different positions and then that's going to get the crystals out of the tubes back into their pans and then you should be good to go and Mm. and i like beat that 
and then it like came back and then I beat it again. And now I'm like, I'm, it's been like over a year. It's been like two years. I think I'm like totally fine. Like oh. everything. I don't have any more like residual, like nothing. Like I don't feel anything. You, it's, you got any like skepticism or PTSD where like you're a little unsure to like, if yeah, you're going to go for something gnarly or something. Wet concrete. Well, yeah. <laughs> something I always had before. And uh, I mean, like, I just like won't mess with it. Uh, uh. But like, I don't know. Yeah. In the beginning, like when I was starting to skate again, like I was afraid to do anything. Like everything scared me. Like it wasn't easy. Like just I remember like doing a kickflip or an ollie or dropping in or a slash grind or the stuff that's like so simple. Uh -huh. Like it was not, it was simple, but it was just scary. And then I just like blocked all that out. I think it took me like a month and just like, I was skating the exact same as I was before. And like, and it, I wasn't like scared anymore. Like it's just, everything just like came back to normal and like felt good again. Mm -hmm. Damn. But those, are, those right. Olympic, con thank you, man. Yeah. Those Olympic contests, like after that happened to me, it like sucked. It was like, just a crazy thing. And then like, uh, and then like COVID happened and then like those events got like canceled and I was like stoked. I'm like sick. Like, I don't want to go to these things anymore. And, like, but at the same time, I was like, I've been at my house on my own lockdown for six months, like recovering from this head injury. And now you're telling us we can't leave the house. We have to stay at home. And like, Oh, right. I'm just like, this is insane. Like, is this real? Stir like crazy. what? what is going on in this world right now? Yeah. And like Mark waters would be like keeping in touch with me about the contest coming up or whatever. And oh. then like told me they got canceled and then, then Mark gets COVID he passes away and I'm just like, Oh my God, like what? Like, this is insane. But all that stuff happening, I was like, this is cool. I get to like, I get to like, just take my own time to recover from this and like i don't have any pressure like there was no like contest i need to go to or like mm. anything i was like expected to do or like expecting myself to do is just like get back to feeling normal and skating again and like it, it bought me a little extra time but at the same time it like it sucked like it's yeah. just crazy like what things have to happen sometimes for people to like realize like but you know what's crazy? After all that, I entered more of these contests. I went back <laughs> to these stupid contests and uh, I was just, maybe I'm going to have like this ultimate comeback and it's going to work out, like, whatever. Then I made like an, a mandatory helmet rule, like after what happened to me. And I'm like, uh, okay, that's like whatever, you know, if you, you guys, but it was just crazy. Like, if you want to make people wear helmets in contests, you got nothing, nothing against it. You know, that's like maybe a good idea. Like, I don't know, but I felt like I was being made an example of, and I didn't like it. Uh, it's the new Kowalski rule. Yeah. I was just like, this is stupid. I don't even care. Like, okay. I like, I'll wear a helmet if I want to wear a helmet, but personally I don't like to all of the time. Like, right. Yeah. But, I if I want to skate a con if I want to skate a contest and you're gonna make us wear helmets at the contest, sure I'll put a helmet on. Or if I'm at a vert ramp and I'm like wanting to skate vert with pads and a helmet, like 
Yeah. I'll throw a helmet on, but I'm not going to carry my helmet around with me and make sure that I wear it every time that I skate. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. not, I just don't want to, I don't like to, it, right. it's just, <laughs> but it was oh, just man. weird. And then like, I watched how the Olympics happened and like the announcer couldn't even announce the tricks. Right. And it was just like, the filming all these was people, horrible. all this stuff was just so screwed up. And yeah, I was just like, I'm yeah. Wow. Well, at least I can say I tried, but I have these terrible stories to tell from it. Oh, <laughs> um, hey, I got just a couple more things, but let me take a quick piss. I'll be right back. Sounds good. Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. Oh, hey, did you guys hear who won the National League West this year? I got some grip tape I need to return, and there's something wrong with this board I bought. I can't ollie on it. The thing won't ollie. Can't get off the fucking ground on this thing. I want a fucking refund. The Mission Skate Shop, 420 West Grant Street, Lancaster, PA. That was a fucking... You ever taken a piss and gone, I think this might be the longest piss I've ever taken? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, you're just like, whoa, dude, this fucking key won't stop. Uh, you've entered a lot of contests. So has there been one that was the opposite of that, where it was like, this is the most kick-ass contest I've ever, you know, like, did you go somewhere and everything was just, you didn't even have to place or nothing, but it was just done right or just rad vibes or something like that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are the only ones I'm going to be like, doing anymore just which one just, stands out to you as like one of the funner ones you've been a part of um there's there's just like been a few i mean like like we were saying the rip ride rally not really a contest but they like made it a contest but it didn't feel like a contest it was just sick yeah. like everybody's like having fun there's music people are partying we're skating we're seeing a bunch of friends like mm. that was that was the shit and then there's like the Vans Park series, those are all right. You know, those weren't bad. I had fun at those, you know, like mm -hmm. all of all of our friends were there and we were all having fun. And there wasn't like strict rules. And it was like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're skating a contest, but this is cool. Like, I, I really like those. And, like Jeff Grosso was always there on the deck, like yeah. talk to him and hang out with him. That was like my favorite part of those was like hanging out with Grosso. Uh, and then it was like. I don't know. There's, there's been other random ones in Europe that I've went to too, that like John Magnuson like would put together. And like, those were a lot of fun. Um, and like, I was able to go back to Europe like several times to go to this event. Like that was a good time. And like that, that was fun. Like stuff like that is, is sick. You know, it's like just a fun time, you know, like, but the, the Olympic rules, you know, like, that's way too much to like tell a skateboarder, you know, like it's just way, way, way too much. Yeah. And the drug testing, even like I was just tripping yeah. on like, Pedro and these guys not being able to smoke weed must've been so hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much like drug testing, the um, safe sport classes, like talk, saying the word coach and saying the words like, <laughs> training and saying like the words like 
I was just like, you guys got to be kidding me. <laughs> and then there's all these people that you wouldn't ever imagine, like saying that stuff, saying that stuff. And you're like, dude, you are annoying. Drinking me. the Kool-Aid. Like, you know, they <laughs> poisoned you with something. You're brainwashed. Like, this is insane. Fuck. Oh, man. All I wanted was Corey Juno to be on the cover of Wheaties. That was my big <laughs> wish. Like, if that happened, I would have said I backed the Olympics. I think like, I saw, like, Matt Berger on a cereal box. For oh, a really? Yeah, I think it was, like, Cinnamon Crunch or something. I don't know. I saw Jagger Eaton on some late-night show, and it was not a good look for anybody. I was oh, like, whoa. this is fucked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was <laughs> tough. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, to be honest, like the girls um, kind of shined. I, I, I like oh, the, sure. the girls. Um, the street actually especially was like, holy shit, these girls are doing yeah. front crooks down big red. Like it was sick. And like it the uh, the emphasis on having fun was definitely there, which was rad. And it didn't feel from my perspective, like there was that hostility, like competitiveness um, with the dudes that just, I mean, a lot of dudes flailed too. Like it just didn't look like skateboarding was fun. There was a lot of attempt bails in the street, especially was like, Ooh, like if you're not in tune with skateboarding and you see some guy do a kickflip back lip, you don't really know what that entails. And to see yeah. a guy try it 12 times, you're like, this guy sucks. You know? Yeah. So I just felt like the bull contest was obviously better. It's easier for those dudes to stay on and do their runs and stuff. But I don't know. I was really amazed at how bad the filming was from my perspective as a filmer. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Did somebody just grab the crane camera for the first time? And they're just experimenting live. Like it was insane. I was like, what is happening, dude? But, oh man, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're okay, dude. I remember when Thank that you. went down and it was just like, holy shit. And to be so, not third world, but you're far away. You're in another yeah. country and they do things a lot differently. And to just have head trauma is never, I mean, I just, I felt for you. Definitely. It was good that Thanks. like you had the crew though, if Tom was down there and then your folks flew down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My folks flew down there and yeah, it was at a good hospital. And like, I, I really lucked out like for that sort of situation. I think I was like, definitely like, taken care of like as quickly and as best as possible which right. was nice but um mm. yeah man i agree like what you're saying those girls killed it and i actually like enjoyed watching that that was like really really cool to see yeah. you know and there's like they're they just like all rooting for each other and they're all like having fun they were all skating really good like mm -hmm. it was it was cool to like showcase that and like let the people see like how good like these girls are man like and it gave them a place to like really like show everybody that is like yeah I, I just thought it was awesome and like i'm super proud of all of them and uh yeah i wanted alexis to win so bad i was like oh my god she she's making the cut like oh. i know yes. yeah uh, yeah, definitely. Well, what's going on nowadays? What's up with the portal dimension? And you're you're working on some stuff, right? Like you got some yeah. uh, new clips, and what what do you got going? Okay, yeah, I uh, I started a, a clothing and apparel brand in April. Um, just like 
took an idea and like turned it into something. And, uh, it's like something I've always like thought about doing, but never really did. And like, I'd seen people do it before. And like, I've seen people like start companies or brands and like, kind of like been a part of them from when they started. So I kind of like, I had an idea of like maybe what to do. Uh huh. And, um, so I just like took what I learned from like those guys and just kind of tried to like do it myself and see if I could do it. Um, and my girlfriend, uh, Kendall Elliott, she also has like motivated me and helped me along the steps and the process of doing it all as well. And, uh, I can't thank her enough for like motivating me and like helping me and like being like a partner in this, like, in this like idea, you know? And, um, so that's been great and it's good to have an extra helping hand, like do stuff because if I were to like try and do this all myself, I'd probably still be just like talking about this idea and not doing anything. So that's been great. And um, like, yeah, just like tied some connections together and like put it out. I found an artist. I I found um, places to make clothes. I found some friends that wanted to like represent it and be on the team and um, found out how to set up a website, found out how to do all the stuff I never done before and just did it. Right. And, um, it's been a lot of fun actually. Like there's every day I have an idea for it or like something I want to do. And, uh, everybody on the team is like really good friends of mine, but also just like amazing skaters and like really solid, nice dudes that are just like really good guys to have on a team of any company, I think. And, uh, so that's, that's cool to like, who, who do we got guys. on the team? Who are some of the dudes? So, um, yeah, it's myself, Mark Scott, Cody Lockwood, Anakin Sin, hmm. Riley Wiley, Coyote um, on Blood Wizard. And uh, we got Binger oh, and um, Jesse yeah. Bordreau. And Shout out Jay- to Binger. I love you, dude. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Binger rules. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like 10, 10 dudes total. 10 dudes. And they're, they're and all we- solid. What are you making? Mostly torso stuff, any pants or just like no shirts pants, and hoodies yeah. and beanies? Yeah. And- yep. Yep. We're making shirts, uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeves, crew necks, um, hats. And, uh, we made a fanny pack. Uh, but like, yeah, we want to just start like each line, maybe like introducing something new. Um, uh, pants are definitely on the bucket list for sure. Um, like looking into that definitely, mm-hmm. but we made socks as well. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, each, each different product is like a different connection. I have to network and talk to and figure out and like, um, investigate <laughs> research, but I'm like, I'm doing it like one step at a time. And like, I'm just like, I'm really stoked to be where we are right now. Um, with like, we just started in April and you know, oh. we've already got, two lines out two different drops of clothing uh we're in like 11 shops nice. have a sales rep and so it's like a team you know all these important basic pieces are like already established and so now's just like the fun part like just watching it grow i mean it's a lot like life it's like every day if you have an obsession and you're fucking like into it if you can learn something or advance in any type of way it 
it just makes living so much funner. Like tomorrow, like you might have five sales. You're like, that's all I needed. Now today yeah. ruled, right? Like yeah, I got totally. a new shop. That's sick. I got yeah. a new writer. I got a new graphic. I got a new idea. All these yeah. things are like things that each day is consisting of making it a better day for us. And I love yeah. it, dude. I've been doing the same thing. Like with the podcast, I made some soft goods and some of the shops are carrying it and it's just sick connecting with people and, and hearing the vibe and just all that shit too. And just in a time where like everybody's so invested in themselves and on their phone and all that stuff to be able to just kind of like connect, like not even through Instagram, like get on the horn and talk to like, I talked to my friend back East. He's got a shop in uh, North Carolina and he just calls me. He's like, I know you're a morning person. Let's fucking wrap it up. And I'm like, just drinking coffee yeah. on the phone, talking to him. And it's just rad. You just influenced somebody like, and I didn't even know this dude until this shit. And like, that stuff is sick. And so good luck, dude. The name's good. And the uh, graphics look rad. Who's the artist? Um, the artist is Wesley Hubbard. Uh, Wooden Cyclops is his Instagram. And uh, he's like this, this crazy artist. I mean, his art's just amazing. Super detailed and trippy and like just Oregon. Yeah, he lives in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. OK. Rad, dude. Yeah, so yeah. I've been having fun working with him a lot, and um, like I haven't really like talked to any other artists yet. I mean, my eventually, you know, like we've had random things come here and there, you know, and did ideas, you do a collab but, with uh, Polar? Did you do some tents yeah. or some? Yeah, we did do a collab with Polar stuff. They make like tents, sleeping bags, like just cool camping stuff as well as clothing Sick. too. And um, yeah, they're like, well, let's do three three tents let's make three tents and do an instagram giveaway and like um yeah so we like did that we just like heat pressed our logos on three of their tents and like we like yeah did an instagram giveaway and like people were super like into it it was crazy like we gained like a thousand followers but then lost a hundred it was like oh, oh these people just followed us because they wanted the tent uh, i see how it is oh, but I then see those those hundred followers like just came back like super quick and like huh. like my friend was saying nine out of ten is like we, we gained a thousand followers we only lost a hundred that's like nine out of ten like yeah all those people actually thought what we're doing is cool like right they didn't just want a free tent they actually like our brand they like our art their our, our product our team you know whatever it is that we're doing we're doing something right because these people like it yeah and and that's just like, yeah, like you were saying, every day there's something that happens that you're like, oh, this was a good day. Like if I like if I can like make a shirt and somebody buys it, that's a good day. You yeah. know, because you design something or you have an idea for something like nobody's going to like this, but there's always somebody that's going to like it. Yeah. Unless it's just like nothing. <laughs> you know, Like there's always somebody that's going to like it. And so exactly. Yeah, And that it makes you like happy. And like you said, there's like all these shops now that like, I can like, I know about, you know, I'm like, I'm going to like go say what's up to these guys next time I'm in their area. Like I, I know that this guy's name, <laughs> like, these are all skate shops right here that have sent me stickers yeah. and I started this thing. Wow. So if, if you're out there and you don't see you on there, get a hold of me, send me a sticker. I want you on my wall. But yeah, yeah. dude, that's the shit is like, I started 
it was the lockdown is what happened was I was fucking like you, dude. I was losing my fucking mind. I'm in a, <laughs> in a, an apartment. No, I can't even go outside. There's homeless people everywhere. It's just like, fuck, I don't have a yard or whatever. Anyway, long story short, dude, the kid in me came out and all of a sudden I'm a sticker collector again. I just yeah. I found skateboard stickers. I had this huge tub of all my stickers. I, I go on Amazon. Sorry, I don't support Amazon, but I did. And I bought <laughs> fucking like four binders. They come in and I fucking alphabetize every sticker. I put one of each in the binders. I start building this, my collection. I'm like this. So I was getting like a kid in the candy shop and all of a sudden it hits me. I'm like, I got to have a skate shop binder, like not skate, like not pal in your traditional, just shops. So I start yeah. reaching out to my friends that are in shops, you know, Elias, all these different dudes. And I start getting a, and all of a sudden the deluxe thing hits where Mark Gonzalez does the graphic for a bunch of shops. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I need every one of those. So I start calling shops. And I'm like, I'll buy a shirt. Can you throw the sticker in? And I start collecting shit. And it's just like fun. And I'm like, I'm paying 20 bucks every week to a different shop getting a shirt that I can support them, stoking them out. And then they're a part of my family now on the podcast. And it was just like the most positive thing I could do during such a yeah. depressing time. And I was like, man, I'm, I, I'm old and I suck, but fuck, I'm evolving. I'm getting smarter or something like that was cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, see. Oh yeah. It gets deep. Oh, see. No, that's super smart, man. And then yeah. it's like really cool. Like you're, yeah, you're just like, supporting them and they're supporting you and you guys we're friends Dude, we gotta just support everybody's gotta support each other yeah. like the whole fucking i was watching this fucking thing and it's so true like when did ratting become cool who said rats are cool like oh so-and-so did this oh so-and-so did that like everybody's a narc now and they think that's rad fuck you you don't have any cred that sucks like yeah. let's fucking support each other and be cool with one another but nobody yeah. wants a tattletale. They never did. They never will. So fucking <laughs> stop, dude. Stop it. And all your animosity and hatred, like, oh, I'm stuck in fucking my mom's basement and you are doing fun things. It's like, suck it. Yeah. Is that is that real? Well, what's up? Are are you gonna you got a full part or are you gonna have a full team video or what are you guys working for? So yeah, we I got like a bunch of ideas. Like the the wheels are turning, you know. You and gotta like, put the stamp on one. Yeah, Just I got roll put the it thing on and let, okay. I've been like uh, I've been working on filming for something for a while now, and I I have like a good amount of footage saved up, and I don't really know what I'm gonna do with it yet. I, I have a YouTube channel. Starting this team, starting this company, I'm like, I might be able to do something for this. Mm -hmm. um because nobody's like asking me to do something and i'm i haven't asked anybody to do something i just i know that i have stuff and i want to do something with it i don't know what um mm -hmm. and then like i have all these guys on the team that i know can get stuff if they don't already have stuff i know they can get stuff right and they've actually like hit me up like binger <laughs> binger's like Hey, dude, when are you going to send me some stuff? I'm like, I got stuff for you. Rad. Like, I'm going to get you some stuff right now. He's like, sick. Also, I got a bunch of footage I'm going to send you guys way soon. I'm like, I didn't Perfect. even have to ask. I didn't even have to ask. Well, once it like, starts rolling in, you hold that 
over other people. Like you're like, hey, Cody, did you see the footage Binger sent me? And Cody's <laughs> yeah. like, wait, what? Are we working on this? And then all of a sudden, Cody's got a folder coming your way. And that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Because nobody wants to be the dude that's blowing it. You know, if 19 out of no. 20 dudes are killing it and you're the one guy not. I'm not claiming. Yeah, I'm stoked. Like I got two guys from Blood Wizard on the team, Anakinson and Riley Wiley. And like we're actually going on a trip to um, Grass Valley for the Good Times contest. There, oh, they're, they're putting on this fun event and uh, Blood Wizard's a big sponsor of it. So When's we're that? just going to hit the road. Um, our trip's the 30th through the 4th. I think the event is on the 3rd. Oh, maybe I'll try to drive up there. You should. Yeah, you yeah. definitely should. Oh, big dogs in. Emil will be there. We got Gus Valley. You, you ever skate yeah. Gus's bowl? I, I don't think I have, no. Uh, you got hit it. It's it's pretty sick. It's in it's sick. dude. He lives kind of like you, a lot of land. And so I'm on a little group chat with like Anakin and Riley, and we're like, spot, spots, like filmer uh, spot. Like, what's there? Where we go? Like, should we like right. hit this or do that? I'm like, yeah, we should. Like, okay. Let's Where's Anakin at these days? Is he in Portland or where's yeah, he? Yeah, he's in Portland. He actually super proud of him. Just like started a new band called Color Shift. Oh. Um, any of you guys like watching or listening or whatever you're doing, get a chance. Go on Spotify and type in Color Shift. His music is like it's perfect. It's amazing. Ooh, imagine this. Okay, I I can only dream this up. Who was the first pro on Blood Wizard? Well, it was a tie, kids. It was Ben Cron and Chris then, who happens to be Anakin's dad, right? So mm -hmm. what you do is you fucking download Anakin's band. You fly to the Big Island. You get a tattoo from Chris while you're listening to Anakin. That's the shit that we live for. I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. We always end it with a, a jam. Like if you walk into the bar and you want to fucking put on the fucking yes let's fire up the crew or if you're fucking i'm loading some songs from my trip to europe whatever like what's the song that's definitely going to be played color shift mm. fishtail okay is it gregson approved i don't know if it's gregson approved. i'm sure it is i mean it's anakin's <laughs> band and the music is great all right that's sick um i gotta give props to uh Chris Gregson and Mike Manzuri, the Mammy Tezuka. Konnichiwa. Both fucking her blood wizard. And I think it was, uh, I don't know, she's got some energy drink sponsor or something that Mike just put out a little part too. Like, boom, that was sick, dude. That was an amazing part, man. Like, I saw that photo. It was an, it was an ad in Thrasher. The Ollie pipe to pipe disaster hang up in. Yeah, I, I saw that photo and I was just like, this photo is epic like what i can't wait to see the clip and then like sure enough the clip was just as good as the photo and like everything that whole part was just like mind-blowing her smith grinds are like the best smith grinds i've ever seen like the oh, shit the she's doing foot. in pools like yeah. she's like one of the gnarliest like chicks in a pool ever like like wow you are so good Gregson oh. told me before it came out, he's like, this is the best female transition part of all time. I was like, yeah, heavy. OK, it's so. definitely like up there. I mean, I don't know. There's probably some to compare, but that one's definitely probably top three. I mean, yeah. Lizzie she... Armano said she cried when she watched it. She loved it. I mean, it, kids, if you haven't seen it, go to the Thrasher site or your local YouTube. Mammy Tezuka sorceress.
Yeah, it'll, it'll stoke you out for sure. Yeah, and also Nolan Miscal. I mean, like Blood Wizard's been doing some oh, yeah. stuff lately that I'm sure everybody's like seeing because it's been all over. But yeah, like Nolan Miscal just turned pro, and his part was insane. Like, mm. um, so yeah, definitely keep your eyes out for that guy. He's on a terror, absolute rail chomper. He'll grind the craziest handrail you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, Gregson is, he's putting in a lot of work. The dude is fucking driven. He's, he's up early. He's calling around. He's getting on rhino missions. He's doing whatever he's got to do. He's helping out with blood wizard. He's helping out with thrasher. He's follow filming fucking that shit. What was it? Clay Kreiner or Shar? The, the, uh, the mega ramp in, uh, down South was so sick. I think it was Tom Shar. Yeah. Follow film on that was fucking epic dude like i was like the whole yeah. tom shard just at I, whose ramp is it uh, elliot sloan's right it's like uh holy shit i'm like damn these guys are doing it so props yeah. to that for sure um the best, who, the best follow filmer in the game for sure who, who do we think is uh in the contention for skater of the year this year man i've i've definitely like seen some contenders and like i've heard some some things out there but there's there's like a lot man there's a there's a lot and it's hard to like pick one in particular like i think this is one of the um one of the only years i've been like kind of like i don't know who could take it <laughs> like mm-hmm. usually have like three guys you're like for sure it's gonna be mm-hmm. them but yeah. this one i'm like there's so many like random ones where i'm like so this could be anybody's game seriously like anybody's year and the year's almost up and the stuff's still coming out like yeah i think that um evan smith has had a phenomenal like three or four years and having the cover on the bay bridge is fucking legendary so he's definitely in the top i was gonna say that's one of them and i was actually just thinking that the other day i'm like this new landslide stuff man and then i'm like that cover and like yeah yeah he's been on it and he's one of my favorites and i think one of everybody's favorites he doesn't have a slow year any year it's always the best year (laughs) and i don't know but for me, the Uto is so goddamn good. I don't know if winning the Olympics hurt him, you know, like did it? I, who knows? But he that can VX skate. He, he can skate everything, yeah. and he's fucking so good. So I, those are two guys that, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure are gonna be in the top five for sure. Um, there's, but like you said, there's yeah. a ton of people. Uh, Desenzo had an insane part this year. Uh, there's a lot of good video parts came out in a year where like we're supposed to not be outdoors so much, kids. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, fuck, dude. Thanks for taking the time. It's good catching up with you, and hopefully, I'll see you in real life uh, sooner than later. Maybe I'll. Yeah. I'm gonna hit up Toad and see what's up with this. Uh, grass valley thing i got friends in grass valley nevada city john cardiel used to live up there chris sin was up there antonius dincho hansi driscoll you name it they've been there yeah i can't wait to go man hopefully i get to run into you out there i'm looking forward to i think we're like a week away and i'm just like yeah getting getting everything ready i'm stoked Mm -hmm. hit the road hopefully weather permits yeah okay well, uh, here you guys go. We're going to sail off into the sunset and uh, 
This is um, Anakin Sends New Band. So check it out. Thank you, dude. Stay safe. And uh, yeah, hit me up anytime. I appreciate it, man. I can't wait to like see this put out. I love how you're putting them all together and the, all the edits are like perfect. It's like you have like the funny little snippets that come in here and there. And then you yeah. have like the intros and outros. And, like, I'm learning too. Like the, along the way, yeah. it's just kind of like, Oh, Oh, okay. I could do this. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been, it's especially with the lockdown, it saved my ass. I, it's been helpful to just connect for like whatever, an hour and a half with a friend and be like, okay, today was cool. You know? Yeah, no, I'm super proud of you, man. Uh, I love it. I love it. And I can't wait to tell Mark that I did one of these because Mark loves this stuff, too. Oh, like, sick. I see him with talking Schmidt shirt on like almost oh. every day. He's got your shirt on. <laughs> Rad. I said, yeah. Danielle said, hey, we want um, the orange ones because all of our workers. And I was like, yeah. I sent him a big box. And then she sent me a photo of all of them. I was like, oh, you guys are the best. They're yeah. so family, dude. I love them. Yeah, let they me love you too. At their house, so many t- like we've been there like at least six or seven times where we set tents up on their lawn. They had fucking Starbucks boxes out the next morning with pancakes, <laughs> and I, we're just like, you guys are. You don't have to do all this. Like you're letting us yeah. drive your motorcycles around. And yeah, fucking, yeah. It's just they're the best. Yeah, I love it. So. Well, Definitely. big love, man. Um, stay in yeah. touch and keep it going. Fucking proud of you, Thank too. You. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Take I'll care. hit you up on our way up there or down Do it. there. Yeah, anytime. See you later. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.